Southside Atlanta. What's going on? It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, hey man. man, we're down here. <laughs> we got a guy yelling, hey, man, in aisle three. I love it, man. Ace Hardware is where we are. They have all your needs, and we're going to be talking about all the needs and things. Mike, i got to be honest. I was walking around mm-hmm. uh, right here off of Old National Highway down here on the south side, and, and when I got here, I just wanted to see, you know, I'm just browsing. Right. I might have to take some stuff home, man. I might, I might have to end up buying a lot more stuff that I don't need right, right. because they've got all your needs. This lady's looking at me like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Show enough. They do. We got everything you need, baby. Hey, I'm right next to a big pile of topsoil. I will be absconding with it. I mean, I'm going to pay for it, but I'm going to take some home because, yes, this is the, <laughs> this is the time to be doing that work. And, I, I mean, look, I'm not – there's certain jobs I think you would call a professional in. I'm not messing with the roof. I'm not messing with that and all. No more getting up on the, on the ladder with the dog following do me up and I can't get down. Don't do that. But, I mean, taking out old crappy grass and putting new grass in, I can handle that. You know, I mean, it's, I don't think that's too much. No. it's uh, and, and to be honest with you, for me, yard work over the years and, and having a yard has just been peaceful. Yeah. Nice to get out of the house and just work in the yard. Nevertheless, man, grills, they've got everything. It is a hashtag Dukes and Bell tailgate at right. home. I know many of you are listening today because we have been promoting that we are going to have Tony Wrestler on the Hawks owner, and we are at 3 o'clock. He will stop by. Now, I do need to say this before we get to Tony today. I know many of you think that sometimes we get the owners of our teams on and we are coerced into asking questions. <laughs> and I want to be completely open with you guys. Okay, Mike and I plan on asking Tony Wrestler everything that we need to ask him in regards to our Hawks basketball team and organization. We have not been told not to. We have not been told what to, and so understand that as we go through the interview. Now, Mike, what Tony Wrestler tells us and how he addresses Hawks Nation and what he wants to tell the city of Atlanta is going to be on him. But we have not been told, hey, you guys can't do this. We don't do it with Arthur Blank. Right. When we get him on for the Falcons or Atlanta United, we've not done it for the Braves organization, even though we know that Liberty Media owns the Braves. But when we're talking about their top brass coming on, there is a, a no-holds-barred questioning session when we get these guys on. And today will be no different, Mike. So I think a lot of people feel like, oh, well, they won't do this or they won't do that. That's not this show. We've no, never man. been that show. Come on. We asked Arthur. It was funny. We were talking to Arthur Blank uh, at the Super Bowl. I said, first question was, are you a meddler? I'm not a meddler. But no, we wouldn't. So like, I think if you guys have been listening long enough, you know where we're coming from. We back it up. And we're not afraid to ask tough questions. And we'll see where this goes. Because I think the Hawks fans, as you said, they want to know where this thing is going. I think the Quinn Snyder hire is a big, bold hire. It I just, is. just don't like the fact that we you know, found ourselves once again not locked into a play position where we had to make a drastic move like that so that is coming your way at three we are jam-packed today we're going to go to the combine at four o'clock and talk with brandon Cristal. he works uh, for koa in denver he's there and been covering the combine all week long and, and today, you know, we saw Bryce Young speak and talk about his height. I love his line. I've been this height. I've been this size my whole life. Yeah. I thought that was cute. It, it's one of those things. It's like the Doug Williams thing. You've been a black quarterback all your life. Yes, I have. I've been 5'11 all my life. <laughs> right, you know, so at the end of the day, nothing's going to change with his height. I just think, Mike, if you believe, again, that he fits what you want to do, after him. I am not caught up if a dude's 5'11 or if he's 6'1. If he's 6'5, there are guys at 6'5 in the league that can't play. Right. I mean, you think about a guy like Mitchell Trubisky. He had all, he had all the measurables. Yeah, he, pff, 
great. How's that working out? The guy's been bouncing around to be on more teams in five years. Then uh, a guy, again, Deshaun Watson, before things got sideways, we said that was the guy you take. There were certain folks who loved Patrick Mahomes, even though we did not have a lot of success as far as wins and losses at Texas Tech. But, you know, everyone saw what the guy was about. I'm with you, brother. We talked about Lamar Jackson deserved to be in the first round. Yep. And at the time now, I think that Kyler Murray needs to kind of reinvent himself because now he's kind of a little sideways with the organization and the fans. But Kyler Murray's a guy, they had the same conversation about him. Was he the requisite height? The same things they're saying about Bryce Young. The only thing different about Bryce Young is is the size of his, you know, the, the frame. Can he take the hits? Because, you know, Kyler Murray's a stocky dude. He is. Um, Murray's offense was a joke. And it's, you know, I put that on Cliff Kingsbury because the offense, and I said this, Mike, during the season, it's run around, run around, run around, run around, somebody's mm-hmm. open, I throw it, and all of a sudden he looks like a star. There was no ebbs and flows to that offense with the Arizona Cardinals. That's hopefully going to get fixed with their new coach. Right. But he's a defensive guy. He's got to hire the right offensive people. I think it still gets back to where you end up and where you go, especially with the quarterback class. Think about Trevor Lawrence's first year. It was a joke. Urban Meyer. It was all about the wrong things, and there was no development. Mm -hmm. And then the next year he gets Doug Peterson, and this year they go to the playoffs. It's still about where you end up if you're Bryce Young. I still think he's the best quarterback in this draft, and I still think he's going to go number one overall. But he did speak today, and we'll talk more about that coming up. Tonight, speaking of our Hawks, Mike, Blazers in town. Dane, one of the best players in the league. But as a team, they are not one of the best teams. 29 and 33, they're 12th in the Western Conference. But Dame Lillard gives every team, every, every time he's on the floor, he gives his team a chance to win. I think the biggest story today is, and Chris, I'm, I'm hitting you up back at the studio, uh, Trey questionable for tonight? Is that correct? Yeah, last Trae I checked. Young? Yes, he is questionable as of about an hour ago, I saw. All right, so. No comment. <laughs> so we'll keep that in the back of our, uh, on the back of our uh, minds as far as moving forward. Today. I ain't saying a word. Listen, I, think I he, don't need that smoke on Twitter, man. I, I'm I, telling you. I think he's going to play. Uh, you know, again, I don't know what the issue is. We right. haven't heard that there's something going on. But anyways, questionable for tonight. But Dame Lillard scored 41 in the, uh, in the, in the Blazers. Right, it's, uh, uh, it's lost apparently, to the Pelicans. Sorry to cut you off. Groin injury, or as you say in Texas, groin. Yeah, okay. So those things can be uh, painful and, and moving, you know, too quickly. Uh, sometimes they set you back even more. But bottom line is, uh, Portland with the, with the Hawks tonight, we're going to talk plenty about that as well. The game itself, second game under Quinn Snyder. First game, again, it felt familiar. And I think two days of practice hopefully has helped the Hawks a little bit, Mike, get under their feet and kind of understand what he wants to do. Uh, reports were they worked on a lot of offensive stuff and then some defensive drills. We'll see if it pays off tonight. Yeah, the interim coach, uh, unfortunately, you still had some of the same stuff that kind of crops up from time to time. There was, a, you know, a blowing a 20-point lead before Trey hit that big last-second shot. And then against the Wizards, it was almost everything we've come to complain about. A lack of defense, lack of ball movement in the fourth quarter, and hopefully they'll be able to fix that. But again, Quinn Snyder, this is not going to happen overnight. Hopefully, though, a new set of eyes on the problem will improve some of these things. If nothing else, Carl, they'll have a rhythm by the time the playoffs begin. All right, guys, you can follow us again. We're live Ace Hardware, Old National Highway on the south side, down here hanging out until 7 o'clock tonight. And we'll be, uh, you know, hopefully welcoming in a lot of our listeners. A lot of people have already shown up and introduced themselves. Yeah. It's been pretty cool to see guys showing up and like, hey, just wanted to come through. I know you were talking to even some of the, the folks that live down here by you. Yeah, man, ran to a couple that was up there. They joined us. We Remember we did the show at Hooters up in Charlotte before the Carolina game. We took over downtown Charlotte or uptown Charlotte. It was bananas, and they were part of the crew that was dancing and singing and going bananas. Panthers fans would literally come in, take a look, and go right back out the door. <laughs> so uh, we're here 
at Ace Hardware. Be here till 7 o'clock. Also, there's some funky weather out there, so be aware. Be weather aware because there should be some, some windy, funky conditions. Hopefully no tornadoes coming anybody's way. I hope not. I know uh, northern and up north, like Nashville area, it's, right. it's been a bad. Louisville, all those areas are getting it today. All right, guys, we got a big Friday show planned. We're going to the Combine. We're going to have Tony Wrestler on. We're also, by the way, if you're wondering, yes, Steve Coonan's still going to stop by. Yes, I am. Yes, he normally does our Fridays, uh, and he will today, Hawks CEO. So last week we talked to him, and the last time we talked to him, Mike, uh, we were talking about all the changes. Now that this stuff has happened, we get a chance to talk to him about some other stuff. So that's going to happen in the 5 o'clock hour here as well. 404-741-0929. You can follow Mike. He's Mike Bell, A-T-L. I'm at Put Him Up, C. Dukes. This radio show, Dukes and Bell, 929. Follow the radio station at 929 The Game. Stay up on everything that's going on. We're on the gram and, of course, Facebook and across all other social media platforms as well. The Combine, guys, continues to be the big news. And, Mike, Nolan Smith stole the mm. show yesterday, right? Right. George's Nolan Smith. I mean, guys, I don't know if he could have put himself in a better position to perform, run the 40 he did, with fastest time, uh, you know, they're saying since, you know, early 2000s. And I just think he really helped his draft stock. And we ended the show last night talking about it. 12 dogs are at this combine, all right? And that includes Jalen Carter, who's back there. But all these guys have a chance to move up, Mike, by performing like Nolan Smith did. I just think he moved maybe from a day two guy to a day one guy yesterday after he performed the way he did. Yeah, there were some mock drafts where he was maybe the last or next to last guy selected, maybe the Chiefs, but now you're right. He could be projected into the top 15, if not better. Uh, there's another story that we talked about. Kalijah Cansey running a 4.67 as a defensive tackle. And again, because he went to Pitt, the in in inevitable comparisons to Aaron Donald. But, but he's on everybody's radar correct. now. Correct, and he's a dude that Chuck Smith talked about. Chuck Smith will join us at 540. Chuck's always got it. He knows everything that's going down. So this is a dude that uh, certainly be climbing that ladder. And then the big question is, where do teams think Stetson Bennett should be drafted is he a fifth rounder a fourth rounder is he a third rounder would somebody take a flyer on him Stetson Bennett spoke with the media today talked about what happened in Dallas the embarrassing incident and we'll tell you more about that coming up in the NFL Blitz yeah he says it was a mistake and everybody's aware of it listen I, I never thought Stetson Bennett was going to be a day one guy when we say day one that's a first rounder okay I didn't think he was a day two guy I, I still think he's a day three or beyond meaning third to fifth round potentially but, Mike, we said this. When you go to the combine, you got to answer all these tough questions, right? And you got to put it out there whether you're wrong, Jalen Carter, what are the circumstances, whether you're Stetson Bennett being arrested for something stupid. It seems like, again, I can't find where I'm staying and, and I'm out here wandering around, but it's just a bad look. And teams want leadership in their quarterback, you know? So that, I, I think for him, how does he benefit himself? And a guy sent me a workout video of Stetson Bennett working out with some wide receivers. His arm looks good. Yeah, I mean, I know Brock Purdy has kind of got everybody saying, if that guy can do it, why can't Stetson? There is a certain size. This goes back to the things that Bryce Young is dealing with. A lot of people look at Stetson and say it's a nice story, but will it translate to the NFL? He's always had a chip on his shoulder. I'm proving people wrong. He'll try to do that again this spring. Yeah, if you just heard that scream in the background, that was a kid. Mike almost jumped out of his seat. Mike was like, what is that? Carl, let it go. That what is, is that? Car I don't know. What, what is that? Carl goes, that is a child. Oh, <laughs> get, keep, keep, that, uh, keep that thing away from me. It's kind of scared you. Kids running around the store. Mom's running after the child. Come, boy, you better come back here. Hey, man, we're down here on the south side, and it's just getting started. Tony, Re Tony Wrestler on the way, 3 o'clock. We're going to come back on the south side. It's Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Old National Highway, we're at Ace Hardware, guys. We'll be here until 7. Lots of folks coming in, getting what they need for the weekend. Weekend's going to be nice. Mike mentioned today some rain in the forecast and, and hopefully, you know, some winds, and that's it. But, but after that, beautiful. 
And it's by the way, nice. we really appreciate it. We've already, about two dozen people already rolled in. We've only been on the air for about 20 minutes. So it's really, we do appreciate. I know that this is a underserved part of our audience. We'd love to get down here. We've been trying to get down here all like the last couple of years, and this is going to be a great afternoon. No, no doubt about it. Um, coming up, we are going to talk with Tony Ressler, the Hawks owner. Um, these last few weeks have been uh, tumultuous, to say the least, mm. man, when you talk about firing a coach getting over uh, hiring, you know, or, or firing uh, or letting go, however you want to state it, with Travis Slink. That happened first. And then now, Mike, you've got a new coach in, in Quinn Snyder. This is one of those situations where outside, okay, we don't know what's going on inside the building, and we hope to find out today. But outside, it looks like there's a lot of dysfunction going on with the Hawks mm. right now. And it's a team that's been 500 all year. We are curious to know what the owner thinks. What does Tony Wrestler think about all the things that have gone on? Is he aware, guys? Of course, he owns the team. Right. But how much input has he had? How much input has others had? We're going to try to find out today for you guys. And then purely from a fan standpoint, because the guy wouldn't get to be an NBA owner if he didn't like the NBA, is, you know, where are you at as a, as, as a fan where we were two springs ago on top of the world, just a, maybe a tray injury from stepping on a guy's foot from maybe beating the Bucks and going to the championship to where we've kind of gone – we haven't talked about water we're going backwards you know this is not where we thought we'd be we thought there'd be a progression and evolution the way the golden state warriors did under step and how that thing was built and now our general manager is different we've got a a new voice and that's his son is in the room we want to get clarification on that and now we got a new coach too which may have a new attitude about how he's going to run things it's coming up at three o'clock make sure you stick around um mike as we get to some headlines here in just a second daniel jones do you pay him well, check uh, this out. Uh, Apparently, Daniel Jones for the Giants, who could hit the free agent market for all you Lamar haters out there, mm. wants more than $45 million per year. Wow. I say get off the pipe. And the reason why I say Lamar haters, for everybody who says don't pay Lamar, mm. this is the market. This is what we've been talking yeah. about. Daniel Jones hadn't done enough to be a $45 million quarterback per season. But some would say Dak Prescott didn't do enough coming off the injury. But he got it. So now Daniel Jones is saying, listen, I'm seeking up to 40. He's not saying his people are. I'm seeking up to $45 million on a potential extension with the Giants. If the Giants pay him 45 per, what is Lamar getting? Well, that's going to be, you could argue it should be $60 million if you're, if you're, if you're going to use that guy as your baseline. I mean, 15 touchdowns and five picks, that's numbers from 1972. <laughs> I mean, that's something Bobby Douglas might have done for the Bears, okay? That's not NFL in 23, man. I don't know what that, I mean, look, this guy, his best season arguably was his rookie year, and then he's been a hot mess ever since. How much of that has to see? They're in a catch-22. They are. Daniel Jones is tethered to Saquon Barkley. He doesn't do anything last year without Saquon Barkley having a monster year. I'd pay Barkley, and that's the thing. But they still, do you believe in him? It's all, oh, that, that's one, you want to talk about the most difficult decision right now in the NFL? I would, I'd say I'd go find another quarterback. I would too, Mike. I, listen, I'm willing to pay Daniel Jones 30 to 35, and that's a lot, but not 45. I'd rather go get, if I was, everyone associates uh, Derek Carr with the Jets, I would associate Derek Carr with the Giants and tell Daniel Jones, good luck, go try to find that money somewhere. I, I agree, guys. This is coming out of, uh, New York, and they're just talking about Jones is 25. You talk about the age. I think Lamar's 26. You start talking about these things with these quarterbacks. This is the market, Mm. and it's crazy and blinked up as it sounds to us. These teams are paying this, and if the Giants don't pay it, somebody will probably sign Daniel Jones because of his age, Mike, Mm. and the talent. I think Brian Dable got the most out of him, though. No, I mean, the thing is, he can move without the football. One of the things about it, he, he can move, he can run with the football. He's, you know, he's a good athlete, and that was part of the upside to it. But remember, it was Ghetto Man who drafted him, Dave Gettleman, the former Carolina GM, and a lot of folks at the time thought it was a reach. And i got to be honest, 
if it was a real rock-solid pick, we wouldn't be debating giving the guy a contract extension, would we? No, not at all. More on Stetson Bennett speaking at the Combine the day the former Georgia quarterback addressing all things. We're going to get into that. Turtle back at the studio uh, behind the glass. Bo Morgan is with us here at Ace Hardware on the south side. It's Dukes and Bell. Turtle, let's hit some headlines. Strap in, youngins. Hitting the headlines with Dukes and Bell. While we're talking about NFL quarterbacks, what do the 49ers do? Now, they've got two guys that are going to be coming mm. off of injury. John Lynch, Mike, was talking about they may be looking into the quarterback market. Well, it's it's the surgery. they got to wait for the swelling to go down. They still haven't done the surgery yet on Brock Purdy. And that's a six-month period minimum. It's not like Tommy John, but it's close. This is John Lynch. Listen. We may have to look into the quarterback market in addition to Brock and Trey to insulate ourselves from, from whatever may happen. See, there's another guy Derek Carr could plug into. I mean, I mean, honestly, everybody, if you're looking for a team that just needs competent quarterback play, yeah. Carr is better than Garoppolo and is certainly, I mean, I don't know what they've got cap-wise. They always seem to be up against it. But, see, there's the thing. They've got two quarterbacks. One, they'll never know what they've got in Trey Lance. I still don't know what he is. And Purdy put on an amazing show. And I think that now we, we debate Desmond Ritter's sample size. I think Purdy established himself. Well, you're still kind of questionable on Purdy. Yeah, you know, I am only because – my question is, if you put Desmond Ritter in Purdy's situation, mm. best defense in the league, run game, and one of the best play yeah. callers. Three, three, three dynamic weapons that other teams don't have. Is Ritter as successful as Purdy? Mm. That's my question. I think he would be. That's, it was almost a perfect situation right. for him to be in. I don't ever feel like Purdy carried the 49ers this year. There wasn't a game where you were down 14 and Purdy all of a sudden turned it on and threw five touchdown passes and put the team on his back. I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback. I just think he did what he needed to do, and they won because of him, not be, not because of him. They won in spite of him, not because of him. Yeah, I mean, he, look, he made some plays. I know that people debate what was it. I mean, Seattle wasn't a team that was going to beat the 49ers this year. Not, let's be honest, not with Geno at quarterback. He was a turnover machine. And, but, by the way, the playoff yeah. game is unfair because – Anybody who can't throw. Yeah, I mean, he, he, like, he got hit, and that's all she wrote, and that, that gave us one of the most uncompelling divisional games. But I just think this, this right now, looking where we're at in San Francisco, you go get a guy like a Derek Carr, I think you'd be in a great spot. Hell, you could even argue a guy like, I'll, I'll say it, man, yeah, maybe go get uh, Baker Mayfield, you know, and depending on what the Rams are doing with him locking him up. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. But I just don't know what the 49ers have cap-wise. But, yeah. but there's your general manager on record saying they may have a, get a, got to get a quarterback. Well, speaking of Super Bowls, Howie Roseman's team, the Eagles went there. Mike and I talk about this all the time, guys. It's Dukes and Bell. Headlines brought to you by ATL Live Well. Low testosterone doesn't have to keep you down. Call ATL Live Well today. Don't just live. Live well. When you get there, you got to win it. Right. And Howie Roseman, as good of a team built with the Eagles, is admitting that, hey, it's easy to say we're going to get back. But these things are very difficult. Just because you say you're going to get back, I mean, every time a team loses in the Super Bowl, everyone, well, we'll be back. We'll be back. Well, we got to make that happen. Yeah. And how do we make that happen? By continuing to do the right things and um, having a good process um, and making sure that we're giving our coaches the right kind of players. We thought we were getting back. Yeah, we never got back. The Saints got, let me be honest, you got one of the best quarterbacks in a generation and uh, in Drew Brees, and they never got back. You know, we always talk about Reno and the Dolphins never got back. They had one crack at it. You know, so you're right. You got a very finite window to get that thing done. Uh, I just, I'm just curious. You know, I mean, you think and you'll go back and you look at the fumble. The, the quarterback doesn't fumble. Hurts doesn't. That <laughs> yeah. was a huge moment in the game where he just literally just lost it, and that was, you know, and that's when Kansas City needed some momentum, and they got it on that uh, scoop and score. Yeah, I just think you know, the, as good of a team that he's built, he understands. 
There's so much stuff that goes into a season and getting back to the Super Bowl. It's Dukes and Bell. We're live on the south side, guys. Hawks play the Blazers tonight. Trey Young has been uh, uh, upgraded to probable, Mike. So it sounds like he'll probably play tonight against the Blazers. No comment. And more with Tony Ressler coming up at 3 o'clock. Meanwhile, let's shift gears and talk about the dogs because Seth Emerson joined the show yesterday talking a lot about the Jalen Carter situation. And Seth said there is going to be increased scrutiny at UGA. Yeah, I, I mean, as I wrote, it's difficult to say zero tolerance on anything. You know, like Stetson Bennett got popped in Dallas for something that if that happened in Athens and he was on the Georgia football team, I don't think he's getting tossed from the team for that. Um, I'm not even sure he's getting suspended. Um, but it could. As far as driving stuff, I think that may be something that Kirby Smart or if the administration may have to do it. Say, we're going to outline some consequences that are harsher than they have been for specific offenses, especially street racing. Um, I don't think you can retroactively go back and tell Jamon Dumas Johnson that he can't play here anymore or he gets a, you know, a huge suspension for something that, you know, he, he did it five days before the accident. So it's not like he did it knowing what had happened to his friends. Um, but you can say, look, if, if we hear about this, even if there's no arrest, like if someone tells Brian Gann, I saw, you know, so-and-so doing this and we can prove it, then, you know, you're gone. Something like that. Um, DUIs could be ratcheted up in terms of punishment. Javon Bullard got a DUI during the season last year and he sat one game. Um, do you start saying, all right, we're going to say that's, that's more now. Um, and I, I do think common sense says you do want to leave some leeway. Every situation is different. But there, I, I, we have noticed, if you remember in the early 2010s, it, it was the zero tolerance kind of policy, near, near total zero tolerance, that Mark Rick felt like he had to do that to rein things in. And again, when you're having those kind of experiences like Mark Rick back in 2010 and you're not even winning your division, is different. Now you're winning national championships. Yeah. The, the vibe has changed a little bit, but as we said yesterday with Seth, once the local law enforcement, Athens-Clark County, got kind of dragged into the headlines, they're not going to be playing around anymore. You've got a target on your back. Georgia players, if you continue this behavior, that you're going to be in jail. And Kirby, I do think, look, I'm not saying you got to become, let's be honest, like you're Bobby Knight, but they've got to tighten it up. Got to tighten it up. I, I agree. Um, and when you hear zero tolerance policy, that, you know, it, it, one strike, you're out. I, I don't know if it's that, but I do then agree. Then the player will be in Auburn in a minute. Yeah, I do agree that you do have to tighten it up. Hey, we got more to get to. Coming up, speaking of Georgia players, he spoke at the Combine today, and everybody's wondering where Stetson Bennett is going to be drafted. We'll talk about it next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Some guys retired. Some guys making way more money than they need to be. Uh, but, you know, people, people are out here, and it's just cool to, to get a chance to, to see you guys. And the, the best compliment for us, and I'm just telling you on a personal level, is when you meet somebody and they say, man, I listen every day. Right. That means you give us a chance to be a part of your life every day. 
your wife every day, your kids every day, you Dukes and Bell every day. So it is so appreciative for me, man, when I hear that, when somebody says, dude, and I listen all day, all the time. So right. that, that means a lot for all and these I guys. And I think we hope you guys know we don't take it for granted, that's for sure. We've got guys that came up early, listen to Andy, Randy, wake up in the morning, guys saying, hey, tell Hugh, big shout out, man. We miss him up in yep. Philly now. But, yeah, we appreciate you guys being part of the 92.9 The Game family. All right, let's talk about Stetson Bennett because I don't know where he's going to be drafted. Um, some people compare him, okay, to Bryce Young. And I've said this. He, he doesn't have the clout that Bryce Young has. He does have two national championships. But when you talk about skill set at the quarterback position, I'm not telling you that he's not necessarily as good. I just think Bryce has gotten the pub. Mike, you want a Heisman? The numbers he put up at, at Alabama, all right, are better and were better than Stetson Bennett, even though Alabama didn't win the chip this year. Mm-hmm. And I just think he's been on the radar, right? Stetson's journey has been different. Walk on, don't start, scout team, then he's a starter, then all of a sudden he can't win, then he does, and now can he do it again, and he does. That's never been the journey of Bryce Young. Bryce Young has always been a stud coming in, and everybody expected these things from him, and that's why I think he's getting the respect that the combine is being the best quarterback. Once you're anointed the five-star guy, that's it. And Bryce Young was a five-star guy, and everybody in the country wanted him, and it came down to Alabama, and of course he goes to Bama and does his thing, and then Nick Saban didn't put as good a defense on the field as what Georgia did, and I think, look, in the Tennessee loss, he did everything under his power to get that win. He made plays everywhere. You could always argue, though, that Todd Munkin wanted more of a balanced attack at times, but when you asked Stetson Bennett to cut it loose... He cuts it loose. He does. So I know for Georgia fans, you sit there and you go, why can't he play in the NFL? Guys, I don't know. that We could do an entire show on Heisman Trophy winners that were complete busts <laughs> at the next level who had all the tools, all the skills, and better size. But I look at Stetson Bennett, I think, you know, he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's kind of like a poor man's Baker Mayfield in that sense because he does have that bit of an edge. And, you know, or, or I don't want to say Johnny Football because that's a whole other kettle of fish. But I think in the right system, this guy can make it work. Now, it's what makes him different than, well, A.J. McCarron or Greg McElroy? I think he's a better athlete than those guys were. I, I think he's too. a much better athlete. No, I do, too. And he showed it at times right. when he had to. All right, so Stetson Bennett addressed at the Combine the mistake he made. He's, this is his words, not ours, mm-hmm. in January when he got arrested in Dallas for public toxication. Now, they won the national championship. Again, he's there training. He's technically off the clock. He's he no longer a Georgia Bulldog if you want to be technical. And, you know, this incident happens. Is it a bad look? Yes. But he's got an answer to it. And so today he did. I want you to hear uh, some of what he had to say. Um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, uh, a mistake that, um, you know, everybody's aware of. Um, you know, I understand, uh, you know, why that can't happen. Um, you know, it was uh, – I've talked to coaches about it, talked to GMs, um, you know, apologized to my family. That's who I – you know, felt worse about, um, felt like I let them down uh, because no matter where I go now, um, you know, and even without all this, uh, you know, I, I've got to, an obligation on the fourth, um, you know, can't do that if uh, your last name's Bennett um, and I know better. Okay, I mean, like we all have families who want to, you know, certainly be respectful of our family name. And as you and I joked around years ago, I never met a fourth before. I've met a few thirds and a couple of juniors. But in this case, didn't really give me anything there, if I'm honest. I didn't really get anything from Stetson Bennett on that. I mean, just just kind of like. No, 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 no. You got something. Uh. <laughs> now, uh, now again, I don't want to get uh, you know Stetson Bennett fans triggered. I've already had Trey fans on me, but no, Stetson Bennett didn't give um, you. You could have said, "Hey, 
it's a de- I made a bad decision and I'm embarrassed by it, but uh, it won't but it won't define me. That's all you got to say. It's three sentences. But to sit there and go, yeah, that wasn't bad, and I uh, apologize uh, to my family. Yeah, we all, of course we would. We all, every, everyone would do that. You'd tell your dad, I'm sorry, it's bad luck. And then, of course, everything comes out. He's hiding behind a brick wall while the police are looking for him. Because let's be honest, at least he wasn't behind the wheel. He was simply true. trying to find That's his true. Airbnb or his VRBO. That's true. I, I don't um, care who I trigger because here's the deal. You've had uh, months yeah, that's weak. That's that's very you've unimpressive. Had mon- you've had two months to prepare this statement and open with it and say, let me address this first. Right. Okay? And I'm not a PR guy, but I'm sure he's got PR people that are working with him and saying, um, you're going to be in the NFL, and this is what we get. Uh, it was like uh, he was searching. I mean, you could even – I mean, that's – He was you, searching. And this is where sometimes when we talk about these moments, because, you know, when we break down – People and what they say. Some of our audience, because I mean, I don't know if it's a generational disconnect. Guys go, why are you on his jock? Why are you breaking his chops? Carl just laid it out. He's had three months to come up with, here's what I say to the national media at the Combine and explain that I'm a guy that deserves a a multi-million dollar contract and to be drafted high in the NFL draft. You simply say, I made a terrible mistake. It was humiliating. I'm embarrassed. It was a long season. I was blowing off steam. That is, Uh... and you go, that's no excuse. And he's also 25. He's not 18. You know, this isn't a kid who just played a half a year at Kentucky now in the NBA. Then I'd expect that, you know, because you're not, you haven't been anywhere in the world yet. This guy has lived a pretty good life, to be honest. And I know we all know the journey, the consummate underdog. But to Carl's point, he had months to get it together for this. And that's unimpressive. That's weak. So Bennett is expected to throw and do all the drills Saturday. So if you're interested... You'll get a chance to watch. Mm. It'll be on NFL Network. I'm surprised. I thought maybe he just might. I mean, I guess he has to kind of because he's not a guy who's a brand. Some guys always wait for their pro day to throw yeah. to their guys. Yeah, he will uh, be at the combine during the on-the-field workout with quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends. Now, that doesn't mean he won't do that, Mike. Mm. He, he probably right. still will have his pro day and work out with his guys here in Athens or whatever. Uh, as I said, a buddy of mine sent me some tape. He works with uh, quarterbacks, receivers, and I saw a couple of throws. Stetson Bennett's arm looks as good as anybody's in this in this draft. But that question, again, gets back to what we've been talking about with Jalen Carter. You know, um, whether you want to believe it or not, Stetson misses the, the, the next day's interview because he was out partying. Mm-hmm. And never, nobody says a big deal because you won the chip. Right. But it brings up the question about the drinking, Mike. It brings up a question about do you like the alcohol a little bit more? What? There's some there's some issues that have happened over the last couple of years where people have been like, even at the parade, it was questioned, fair or unfair. Hey, is he a little tipsy? You've got to answer those questions at the combine. Yeah, and as we said, I know some guys would say, come on, he's a dude who put up with so much BS in his two years at Georgia. Let the guys I said blow off some steam. But now, but he's serious about the next chapter in his life. And these are the questions these guys ask because, hey, am I bringing in a Baker Mayfield? Do you gamble? Are you Art Schleister? I mean, I got to worry about what you're you all about. They get underneath your fingernails for a reason because some guys are saying he's a late round draft pick. He's an amazing college quarterback, but he's got to prove people. And if you're trying to win people over, and again, I'm sorry to belittle the subject, that he could have done such a better job because, or maybe he's not, I don't know, maybe that's uh, as good as it gets with Stetson. He's not capable of putting better, better uh, sentences together than that. Yeah. All right. That's what I got. That's what I got out of it. What'd you get out of it? What'd you get out of it? I mean, I, just, I, mean, I honestly, I expected a hell of a lot more. He's gonna, I mean, you, you can be brief. You don't have to sit there and tell your life story, nope. but just get it out there. Man. Hey, he was very prepared to tell everybody to blank off when he didn't want to talk to reporters. He oh, was prepared I then. I remember that. By the way, you know what? We're two months removed from the national championship. In a year or two years, we might look back and say this is the greatest coaching job ever because he's got guys who 
don't care about. They don't love football. They'd rather speed. They'd rather drink. Oh, come They'd on. I'm serious. Look at it. The best player might have been Nolan Smith, and he was hurt for the yeah, stretch run. That's true. And Jalen Carter missed a big stretch this, as well. But. This was one of the most detail-oriented teams I've ever seen take the field. Like, go back to the SEC Championship game where Smith picks up the block kick. He waited for the sideline. He stood and waited. But they, they're out in the public, the real world, mm-hmm. just screwing everything up. I will say this, though. One of the cool things that Kirby has talked about is the chemistry and the connection. They remember connectivity he always talks about. When Nolan Smith runs that sub 4 four forty, you see all the dogs at the combine going bananas as if they just won a national championship in the green room watching it on the big screen. So there is a connection there. But Squid's got a valid point. They've just got to do a better job when they're on the street. Uh... <laughs> Coming up. Again, he had three months knowing these questions were coming. Tony Wrestler, Hawks owner, joins us exclusively on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game next. Uh...